WGBB, Freeport, Long Island. It's time for Dave's Gone By, 11 to midnight. I'm going to stop singing now. There goes the neighborhood. You got David Lefkowitz is here. He's a Long Island arts guy. He's got his own radio show. Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater, with your host, Dave Lefkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Tropical hot dog night! I shoot flamingos in a fruit fight! Well, there goes the neighborhood for the 300th time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome on this balmy, if rather moist, Sunday evening to the 300th episode of Dave's Gone By. It's called Perfect Game, because that's what bowlers do when they hit the big 3-0-0. And hopefully, I don't know if it's going to be a perfect show. We're going to try and make it as perfect as possible. We're going to load it up with highlights of recent shows. And, and uh, if you want to hear a bunch of episodes of Dave's Gone By, I'll tell you how you can hear them free on the Internet at any time. But thank you so much for being with us. Thanks also to uh, David T. Myers, who does kind of a, a pre-show theater thing before we do sometimes on Sunday nights. But thanks for sticking with us. We've got an hour of comedy, talk, radio, music, interviews, skits, all sorts of stuff. That's what we do every week here on Dave's Gone By since October of 2002. I'm Dave Lefkowitz. I'm the host and producer of this show, have been from the beginning. And somewhere in the middle, I was checking this week because we were loading up bunches and bunches of episodes on the Internet uh, for people to hear. We now have every episode of Dave's Gone By from January 2005 on through last weeks or two weeks ago um, on the Internet. And I thought that my guest co-host, Jeff Goodman, has just been with us for about half a year to a year. But you've actually been pretty much a stable of this program since about the 150th episode on. Yeah. So welcome, Jeff. Bon vivant and general man about town. How are you, Jeffrey Goodman? Uh, th- very well. I've been fine. Good, good. I've been bon vivant all around. Man all about. around man about town. Well, Jeff, thank you for being such an important part of this radio program. And thanks, thanks for uh, you know being the sidekick. Sometimes I... I don't necessarily value you, or I'm, I'm t- trying to cut you off to get things Sometimes. rolling. Sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> but generally, I do appreciate your contribution and, and the energy that you bring, and, and also the wheels that you bring to get me to and from the, the station more than anything else. But and are you as happy to see 2008 go far away as I am? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy it's gone. Miser- miserable year in most senses. Although well, it kind of takes George Bush away with it, too, which is also nice. Yeah. I mean, we still got three more weeks of him, so I don't know what else can go wrong. <laughs> Enough has. Oh, don't worry. But let, let's get some things right on this episode. Let's tell you, first of all, who brings us Dave's Gone By every week. <coughs> our beloved and... Besides my frequent cough? Our near perfect... <laughs> the cough has been with us since the 150th episode <laughs> as well. Who are our sponsors, Jeff Goodman? Well, there's the number one sponsor, which is the Copy Kings of Broadway. Hewlett Minuteman Press. In on Broadway, next to the defunct Loman Shoe Store, opposite the regular Loman's. Which I think we've given the defunct Loman <laughs> Shoe Store much more uh, advertising <laughs> than it ever really needed. More, more advertising, actually, than, than we give to Hewlett uh, Man Press. <laughs> Even though Dave's Gone By listeners can get 10% off every copy job, big or small, at Minuteman Press. Don't miss them. They're in Hewlett. They've been there since the 1970s. The Toron families, great people. I've been dealing with them for years. Please go to Hewlett Minuteman Press. And also, please frequent the most delicious est deli in all of Long Island, perhaps all of New York. Delicious est? Yeah, most deliciousness in the Woodrow Delicatessen, which are located, they are located, in the Peninsula Shopping Center of Hewlett, and they've been around since the 70s. Norm and George are the two owners. Fresh, delicious 
cold cuts, chicken, turkey dishes. But can you get a good knish? You can get a, no, you can get a great knish. You can also get oh. hot dogs. You can also get kasha knishes, kasha varnishkas. They even have parved desserts. They're kosher. And they are, however, open seven days. So please go to the Woodrow. Find out more about them at woodrowdeli.com. But you got to leave off that second W for... What? Yeah, that's <laughs> com. This program is also brought to you by Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine, the Bible of the, of Broadway since 1944. Jeff, you're a subscriber, aren't you? Well, yes, in my own way. <laughs> Why do you subscribe to Performing Arts Insider? Because it gives me all the information I'll ever need about every Broadway, off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway, opera, whatever. It gives me so much information about everything that is New York performing arts related. PerformingArtsInsider.com is the place to go. Dave's Gone By listeners get a really big discount. It's an expensive journal because it's really for the theater and entertainment industry. But if you want to get it... You can be a professional too. Yeah, it'll make you... Reading through it, you will know everything you need to know about theater and performing arts in New York. So go to PerformingArtsInsider.com. Check out the special for Dave's Gone by listeners, and also, you know, you can write a check, you can pay by credit card, by a PayPal, they want your money, and it's worth every penny. You will be a member of the who's who yeah. of Broadway. So do, and do we also want to, to give a shout out to our Banuni sponsor? Well, if we have to. Yeah, we got it, quickly. Well, excuse me, got a little gas. No, you oh, I got a little helium. helium. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're having a party in 2009 and want to celebrate, call Fancy Schmancy Balloons. At 516-797-3229. Again? 516-797-3229. And it's not just balloons. If you're doing a real nice party, oh, it's centerpieces. centerpieces yeah. and all sorts. Of, you, you need it, we got it. Well, this is what we got coming up on this 300th episode of Dave's Gone By. I wanted to do a mix. I didn't just want it to be a clip show, like uh, they, they do with all these sitcoms that get to the 100th episode or the, the 200th I episode. I want it to be a clip show. Yeah, so we, we do have some clips. We're going to be hearing from my conversations with people like Juliana Hatfield. Uh, Who's with that? Singer-songwriter. We've got Issa, formerly known as Jane Sibbery. Very interesting <laughs> conversation with her. I mean, these are just bits and pieces. Uncle Floyd, we'll be hearing from Floyd Pavino. And of course, two very, a very memorable visit from... The great Asian singer, oh, Wing. Thank you. We have to play a little Wing, of course. So, um, oh, thank you. And also, want to play a clip that we haven't played on this show, where I went back for the third time on the Joey Reynolds program. Third time was a charm. It really was. It was, it was probably my best appearance there, if I may say so myself. Joey Reynolds... Your best vocal appearance. And, and otherwise appearance. It's, Joey Reynolds is... Um, this host on WOR, it's a pretty big station, that's 50,000 watts in New York, well, really, yeah, and, and they've been around even longer than this station, mm-hmm. Joey's their overnight guy, and uh, he's had me on twice before, and this time he had another theater person coming on, Ooh. a guy named Leonard Jacobs, who writes for the New York Press, and he's done a bunch of other stuff, well, <clears throat> you know, they wanted another theater person to be able to have a conversation and, and get something going, because they'd be talking about Broadway and this book that Leonard wrote. So they figured they'd have me on. What they didn't know, the, the, the little secret that I had, was that Leonard and I had been feuding for years and years and years. And so bringing us into the same studio together was kind of an interesting thing to do. The press agent knew about it. Joey and certainly his, his booker Myra didn't. So I'm going to be playing 15 minutes of what happened on the Joey Reynolds show when but, I was on there about three, four weeks ago. But let's put it this way. Someone has a new lover. <laughs> Ew. 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 Not quite. But you know what You know what? everybody should love? Dave'sGoneBy.org. It's the place to find out about this radio show, to see pictures, to see the history of the show, and to hear almost 200 episodes of the program since, as I said, since the beginning of 2005. They're free. You can download them to, the, to your iPod. You can also just stream them if you're, if you're afraid to download something into your computer. You can stream it right on your computer. So do check it out at davesgoneby.org. We really worked very hard to get all these episodes up, and it's exciting to have them there. And you really see just how many people, amazing folks that we've had on the show over the years. So it remains for Jeff to wish everyone a very happy... Uh, yes, I, I want to tell you that I want to wish everyone a happy... Eighth day of Hanukkah. I have just 
corrected the, the official WGBB menorah, which oh, only yeah. had seven lights on it. He had to, to light the eighth electric light. And who knows, maybe this one will last another eight days. That last light <laughs> will carry us through That's when right. they turn the electric bills off because the station is too cheap to pay for anything. <laughs> so at least the menorah will be glowing when, when everything else will be off. That's true. That'll be like, it's our eternal light. So we continue eternally on this program. Dave's gone by. We've got a couple of commercials to do, and then we'll be right back with some highlights. Meow! I'm not an ordinary cat. I'm a copycat. I love to make copies. So my favorite place is Hewlett Minuteman Press. For three decades, they've been on Broadway in Hewlett, printing booklets, making business cards, designing wedding invitations, and making millions of copies. Meow! How good is Minuteman? Hey, I used to have one life. Now I've got nine. Hewlett Minuteman on Broadway opposite Lomans. Tell them Toner the Copycat sent you for 10% off. Here are 15 reasons why you should visit the Woodrow Delicatessen in Hewlett. Brisket, hot open roast beef, barbecue chicken, chicken fricassee, Polynesian chicken, frankfurters, stuffed cabbage, Romanian tenderloin, fresh turkey off the bone, matzo ball soup, French fries, corned beef, pastrami, seven-layer cake, and Hawaiian chicken salad. And here are three more reasons. The Woodrow is kosher, open daily in the Peninsula Shopping Center, and they cater. Woodrow Deli. How many reasons do you need? Man, they had me at reason three, I believe. But anyway, this is Dave Lefkowitz on Dave's Gone By, our 300th episode. Let's get right to a couple of the highlights of the past few months of the show. We're going to be talking to a couple of people, singers, female singers, about their personal lives. We'll talk to Issa, Juliana Hatfield, and the one and only and uh, indescribable wing. But but let's begin with Issa. She's formerly, uh, her previous name was uh, Jane Sibbery, brilliant singer-songwriter, composer, who was in town for a relative's 90-something birthday, and uh, just talking, getting a little personal with her. We're talking, by the way, with Issa, and uh, thrilled to be doing that. Do you have a couple more minutes? I do. I don't feel very coherent tonight, so I hope I hope that I'm still making sense. But well, I, I never make sense. So between the two of us, we, we're you know completely illogical. But that's that's the nature of this program. It's fine. Oh no, I'm counting on you to make me sound good, Dave. Oh, well, it, I'll do it in the editing. Believe me, the, the whole interview will be three minutes long, and it'll be a little sound amazing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. and your mom was great, by the way. She's she's fabulous. I don't believe anything she says. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll tell you something different next time. I was, was also tempted to ask about the personal life of whether, you know, the, the, the really typical sort of stuff of like, what is your, your social life, if you don't mind, my whatever. No, I, I'm surprised more people don't ask me about it, and it actually makes me feel hurt that people don't ask me <laughs> more about it. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Maybe. Um... Well, basically, I don't have much of one because I don't live anywhere. And, and well, your mom's in a hotel room with you. That tells you something right there, but no, I, I kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, today is actually, it is Big Day. Where it is my uncle's 90th birthday, and he, this is uh, Sibri. Um, he and his wife were the inspiration for me changing my name to Sibri. So oh, oh, okay. Very special day. So, and, uh, now, my personal life. No, what well, were you talking yeah. about songwriting? Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the lyrics. <laughs> now, now, now. No, so I, and I don't even, and, and forgive me for not even knowing this, or if this is too personal, but I honestly don't know your orientation. And, and this may be none of my business, but I'm curious. Um, North? <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. That's your orientation is yeah, Canadian. I'm up there. Uh-huh. Well, when was the last time you were in a relationship? Hello? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry, I left the... Uh... Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. We, a good one? A bad one? Can it be more... Any, well, any, any one that wasn't like a just a date, you know, something that was a, a real sort of a couple turning into a couple, even if it didn't end coupling. well. Oh, coupling. Well, oh. yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Can I get back to you on that? 
Um, sure, if you want to be on another episode. Um. <laughs> okay. That might, might be a few years, but... Now, now you know why people don't ask you these questions. Okay. I'm yeah, kidding. Well. <laughs> no, no, but is it, is it a, a sore spot, or is it just, like, so personal no, that you a, don't... No, it's not a sore spot. It's more I just can't remember, partly. Oh. But, um, but orientation-wise, um, I don't... I really think that's none of anyone's business. Okay. And I'm, I'm always... Now, don't be too nice about it. Um, I'm always, uh... I'm always surprised when people introduce themselves with their orientation um, or that I, I really think I really I don't know or if we do I think maybe it's a really good goal for us to to always be removing any word that separates us we're talking with Juliana Hatfield who was, who was described um, by Brett Milano in his book The Sound of Our Town A History of Boston Rock and Roll quote she was a willowy beauty with charming shyness and a slightly tragic air does that still describe you? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. physically and also the, the, the demeanor the um, oh. yeah I'm ch- I'm, what is it a charming shyness well I'm, I don't know if I'm charmingly shy I'm pathologically shy really? and um Slightly, yeah, I've got a slightly tragic air, I guess. I think I was born with that. Well, first of all, let's start with the shyness, though. I mean, that's an interesting thing to be if you're going to be fronting first a rock band and then a solo act. I mean, I uh, was that a specific thing in your head, like, I am so shy, and therefore I'm going to get out there with a guitar and put a mic in front of my face, and the spotlight's going to hit me, and... Well, it, it wasn't something that I consciously thought about that I consciously decided to do because if I did I would have realized it didn't make any sense <laughs> but I think I think it does make sense for someone who's shy to become a performer or to become a a uh, songwriter because it's or a singer because it's a way writing songs and singing is a way to communicate with people and I felt I also felt that I had difficulty talking to people and communicating to them and just sort of being among people and hmm. making music was a way for me to be among people, but not to actually have to talk or, or <laughs> to, you know, I could play songs and Did songs you have a- with people and for people, and it was a way for me to be close to people. And I, and I think that I'm the only person who's ever been a band who who never did drugs or drank to excess. I think I'm the only one. I just I was like the freak. <laughs> who didn't do drugs, and everyone else did. And yet from your persona, I, I, I guess it's totally wrong to, to judge like that. One would probably have assumed, oh, yeah, well, she must have done some heroin. Well, that's really, that's really interesting. I didn't realize it. Well, well, yeah, I guess I, yeah, I can see how I kind of look, you know, I didn't brush my hair all the time. I was kind of skinny. I guess I kind of looked like a junkie. Right, and the heroin chic thing came along in the 90s, and, and you almost fit. And, and I was and never, I never was, um... Good. I was always afraid of drugs, and... I mean, that's just, that's just the truth, you know. I just, I was never drawn to drugs, really, at all, ever. By the way, you're, you're talking to someone who never had a puff of a marijuana cigarette, so, you know. I mean, I, I've, I've done You've heroin. No, tried. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> You've never tried marijuana? No, I'm I'm really kind of straight laced kind of. No, I'm pretty. I'm like that too. I mean, I have I smoked pot, but I don't really like it. But that's like, that's about the only drug I've ever done. But the thing was, what that maybe people didn't know, and that what you've been pretty upfront about is that you went through. Since we were talking about the slightly tragic air, you did battle on some level depression. Yeah, I had a big problem with that. Well, that will, you know, that that kind of masks. That may look like a heroin problem from the outside. How did yeah. you? When did that start? Um, it dogged me for years. It was. It started. I don't know. Maybe it started in high school. I can't remember, but it got really bad in my twenties, and I was just. I was pretty miserable all through my twenties. Really. Were and you I, getting help at that? But were you? No, not until. Um. I think when I was in my late twenties, I finally had this this um. Mm-hmm. A dangerous moment where I was, I almost jumped out of a window. I kept, I kept, uh, I, I started to um, fixate 
on jumping out of a window, and I kept saying, I'm going to do it today, I'm going to do it today. And and then at some point I realized that my thinking was really diseased, you know, like there was something, yeah. there was something really wrong with... Especially since the window was closed at the time, yeah, so right. that would have really hurt. Yeah, I but, know. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. We're, we're talking with Wing... By the way, yay! That's I'm so W-I-N-G. That's it. Well, it's part of your actual real name. Your full name is what? Wing Han. Wing Han Zhang. Wing Han Zhang. Yeah. Yeah, Zhang Wing Han. <laughs> so it's like I can never get that first name, last thing name down either. But people call you Wing, uh, of course. And do you prefer singing live in concert or in the studio? Of course, uh, singing the. In the studio, is uh, you, you know more more comfortable and uh, it seems more more safe. But uh, and uh, sing in a in a stage is more challenging and more encouraging. Fantastic way. That was excellent. Sensational. Uh, are we going on? I'm not sure. Are we going to keep going down the highway to hell with me? words which I have never seen him at a loss for. Uh, I'm soaked in so many ways you can't imagine. Oh, thank you, Wing. And God thank bless you. the people in the radio in Texas for sending you the song. Yes. Yes, that was that extraordinary. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Wing. And thank you so much for being in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, and, and you have made two more big fans. Everything old is new again, because now you can hear vintage episodes of Dave's Gone By two different ways. At davesgoneby.org, click the links to hear entire episodes free anytime, day or night. But maybe you want something more tangible. You can still buy shows on CD for just $10, postage included. Visit davesgoneby.org for all your CD and podcast needs, or email davesgoneby at aol.com. We'll make everything old new again. We'll order now what they ordered then. Yes, we're making things old new again here on the 300th edition of Dave's Gone By. We're playing some, some kind of really cool things from our recent past. And David, it just reminds me, these clips reminds me that you seem to always be asking for a date on these, uh... No, you, I'm, you're I'm asking about their... women's private lives. Yeah, well, I suppose to their private lives. And you're going parts. straight down the highway to hell. <laughs> the highway to somewhere. Hell. I don't even want to know. Hell. 
Well, here's, here's something that could have been hellish, but turned out rather nice. I was on the Joey Reynolds radio program. Joey Reynolds is this, this legendary radio figure. He's currently on WOR. He's an overnight guy. And he occasionally has theatrical guests. And he's nice enough to what? have me on. What? He's nice to have me on sometimes. Because I'm a theater person. So he figures he throws a couple of theater people into the ring, and that keeps it kind of lively. Well... His guest in, a couple of weeks ago was a fellow named Leonard Jacobs, a longtime critic. He currently writes for the New York Press, and he was writing for Backstage for a while as well. So uh, Leonard and I, as will be discussed in this clip, have a past together, and not a very, very happy one. So it made things kind of interesting. And also we talked all about the theater and Leonard's book and Broadway history. Kind of a neat bit. So it's about 15 minutes out of a whole um, almost hour-long segment that I wanted to play for you here. Hope you enjoy it. Here's me and Leonard Jacobs and also Myra and a couple of other folks on the Joey Reynolds Show. All right, we have Leonard Jacobs here, and he's got this uh, historic photos of Broadway book, which is a generous coffee table book. You know, I could go back to when I went to NYU. There were a lot of hit shows on Broadway at that time. Bells are ringing, Music Man. It was they were blockbuster shows. Golden Boy with uh, Sammy Davis, uh, Take Me Along, the uh, uh, what, what was one Sid Caesar, Little Me. You know, I mean, I those were all the shows on Broadway at the time. It was a huge, uh, uh, it was a plethora of hit shows. And from those shows came great music, which everybody recorded just about. Right. Because in those days, everybody recorded everybody else's songs. There was no no sense in in one artist doing a song, and the one artist would have a hit, and everybody else would, would cover it. Sure. But you know, I I, I have a, a great collection in my head of those second acts because I never I sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's much harder to do now. Why? They're they're really. Have you noticed that? That the, the you know ushers they're, they're checking tickets more they're like trying to memorize where people were sitting during the first act I've noticed oh, yeah. this a lot more. Rush in um, with a hacking cough. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. No, I, maybe, I, yeah. maybe a week ago I saw this and they you know were you sitting in that seat earlier? And Why like, do they care in the middle well, of the show? You know? Well, right, exactly. Well, yeah. I think uh, in in Hollywood they hire you to do that. It's called. Uh, it's an audience extra. You know, you sit there so that you can make the auditorium seem full during right. the Oscar awards, which are boring if you're not getting one. Well, no, they're happy to paper the house in the beginning of the show if, the, if it's not selling too well. But in the middle of the show, they don't want you walking in. I no. don't I don't get that. <laughs> also, you know, if they're papering the house, who no, cares? No, so there's no money there anyway. That's you know? David Lefkowitz, and uh, David was with Playbill for a long time, you know, and uh, uh, until General Motors stopped buying the ads, right? <laughs> Pretty much. We'll be right back. Joey Reynolds Show from New York. Well, David, you must be looking forward to that bailout then. Oh yeah, it's a few years too late, Hold but on. sure. Uh, you know the uh, the the idea of of uh, putting all these shows together is so personal because there's so many good ones now. South Pacific has got to be in here. I didn't notice. Is it in here? Uh, South Pacific is not. Uh, Oklahoma is. You yeah. couldn't include all the Rodgers and Hammersteins, but we we included you know the best, and you know we have a lot to cover. We're covering yeah. 120 years in this book. And a lot of them are coming back. Shows are being revived over and over. Guys and dolls. Pal Joey. We've always, we've, but we, we've always done that. You know, I mean, I think. Did they revive in 40 years ago too? Sure. Do they? Sure. Did they do revive? About, this is about the fourth. This is about the fourth Pal Joey so far, is that? Well, it hasn't been in a long time, yeah. Pal Joey, and it's the first West Side story in about 25 South years. South Pacific yeah. never was. Luna was in the one at the city center. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. I in forgot the, she in was in West Side that. Story, yeah. and she was in South Pacific yeah, when she was, well, yeah. in a past life. You know, then there were other titles that seemed to come back every 20 minutes. I mean, there have been like, what, 18 revivals of Gypsy? Of course. And um, oh, what's that other one that they're all right? Well, aside from Greece, God help us. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's over. Closing. God. I yeah. liked Greece. And the audience loved Greece. And this is one of my pet peeves. You know, you had a show that was promoted on television, and it brought a whole new audience to Broadway who had probably never been to a show before. Have you looked at them? I th- I <laughs> have you looked at yourself? Oh well, they're as good as I am, and they loved it, and they stood up at the you know, and they just clapped. But and they are they going ever- to anything else? I think they probably will because the experience is very exciting. If you have never seen a really live produced Broadway show, and you see one for the first time, then you and you like it, and you stand up and cheer at the end. 
you're going to go another time and see something else. And I think that's what you have to All do. All right, now we have to bring something up here because everything's relative. And you're right with what you say because it is relative. And we are maybe jaded. But let's tell everybody what you did in Maui. We did oh the show from Maui, and where did you go? <laughs> I went to see a wonderful production of The King and I in oh, Maui. It was a community theater, but it was professional, mm-hmm. and it was just terrific. Was it as good as Yul Brenner? It was different than Yul Brenner, right. but I, exactly. didn't, I didn't expect Yul Brenner. But if I would have seen Yul Brenner in Maui, I would have gone back to that show, that place in Maui. Well, but let's, let's say if you're going to do the what-ifs, what if you got a $100 seat in Maui? You think you want to see the community players do that? You know, with the there, hand there puppet. There aren't hundred dollars. No, they no I'm just saying. In other words, it word, wasn't a hand puppet show. It was really and, well done. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that, that when you come to Broadway and the West End in, in London, you really expect perfection. You're paying a fortune for it, and that's yeah. the thing. Until theater becomes something mm-hmm. that's financially accessible to everybody, you're going to have problems. Well, I was oh, sorry. I was, I was thinking about that when I saw White Christmas the other night because. Mm-hmm. If people were only paying 20 or 30 or 40 dollars and seeing this regionally, I'll bet people in the regionals are going to have a wonderful time or had it when it was on tour. You see it on Broadway and it's just like, why isn't it magical? Mm-hmm. And, and especially for someone who's paying 120 dollars to see it, they're going to want not just nice, not just fun, not just kind of touching, but they want magic. Liza Minnelli. Which I, I've talked about that a couple of times last night. I wanted to read the reviews at 2 in the morning live because I figured this is the advantage I have that nobody else has. But they didn't come over to the New York Times. The Post had done it, I guess, this morning, right? Yes, they gave her four star. I didn't see that. Who was the critic on that, by the way, at the Post? Who did they say? Somebody that began with a D and a long get. Joe Jamanowitz. That's, yeah, the, that's daily the Daily News. News. The Daily News oh, is Joe Jamanowitz. So was it Frank Sheck, maybe? Frank Sheck. Yeah. So is it now, now? You know, you saw Eliza the last time in in this in this thing, David. You saw her do the. Did you? No, you saw her on TV. Well, we were talking about Arrested Development because that really brought her back to the culture in a way that said, "Wow, she's really, really talented and funny again." Who knew? Because I mean, she's always. It's not like she's no, I got it. Long, I got it. But in her last Broadway assignment, and Leonard will back me up on this, she hurt her foot. Or something like that. So she's singing and she's doing her thing. And most of the time people are wheeling her around in a chair. And it was great to see her. And she was tremendously talented. But it was, we wanted a little more. You know? That was a couple of years, I think, after the hip replacements, wasn't it? Oh, it was hip. Okay, and she yeah. couldn't, she couldn't, I mean, she was kicking. But it was it was more about, hey, everybody, I can still kick as opposed to, How about know, being ambulatory? Else. That's a good thing. <laughs> ambulatory, is, ambulatory, and ambulatory is rare on Broadway now. But she was really quite, you know, I always felt about her that I wanted to take a bath in Valium before I saw her. I didn't feel that way last night. She seemed totally in control of herself. She was charming. She was um, she was honest. And she was, you know, after the first song when her voice warmed up, she was just terrific, very powerful, and she really can deliver. Why, why do I feel the show is turning into The View? <laughs> Why am I getting that idea? Uh, no Republicans here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, this is a very, very interesting time, isn't it? I mean, we're turning into another kind of a format all of a sudden. It's fine. I'm, I'm just joking. You've got to move it around. Yeah. Well, believe me, if you have a new hip, you're going to move it around. Does she have two new hips? Is that right? And one knee. And I was trying to figure out which <laughs> knee was the real one. Uh, <laughs> one oh, God. Is it the one she was, you know, tapping? Jo- Joey Reynolds show live from New York. <laughs> now, Dave, what, what have you been doing since Playbill? Well, um, yeah, I used to edit Playbill.com, not right. the actual magazine, but uh, quite a few things. I'm the co-publisher of Performing Arts Insider Theater magazine, thank you for asking, which is a 65-year-old journal telling you everything you need to know about what's going on on and off Broadway and off-off and everything cabaret, opera, and dance, so you can all check that out. I also host a radio show, and uh, that's called Dave's Gone By, and it airs Every Sunday night, still, on another station. I'll be kind. I won't mention it on Why the not? Mention it. What is it? WGBB. And we're hitting so our... So you're in yeah, Long Island. Correct. Out, right. in, out in Babylon. And we're hitting our 300th episode at the end of the month. So that's pretty exciting. Congratulations. And, and, and Babylon's a great name for a place that I should live in. <laughs> <laughs> but I also... I also this, this is good radio, I think, right here. Because um, one of the fun things about radio is a feud. Now, for... for no, this is cool. Can this is cool. Leonard Jacobs and I have known each other for many, many years. And because, uh, you know, it's a very small theater community. It's getting yeah. smaller. And we've, 
No, this is going to be great. This is going to be okay. all right. Okay. We're going to, hopefully, we're going to shake hands and bury the hatchet. But I got news for you guys. Every community is getting smaller because they're losing jobs. Well, that's true. Yeah. I was at a party anyway, with five people unemployed by newspapers, five theater critics without yeah. a job. That's no good. Anyway, yeah, that's, you were that's what they were saying in the New York Post the other day, that, that story. But, no, um, I had, uh, Leonard had directed a play of mine many, many years ago, a one-act play. And we saw differently about it, and I was kind of, you know, I'm the author, and I think I'm so smart, and you're just the director, and I told him what I, rather stupidly, what I thought of the production, and that was, I think that was the, the onus, or the, the animus that has been between us 20 years later. So first of Are all, I Are you ready to forgive him? Only if we say it was 16, because it was 16. What? <laughs> you, how do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. But we're shaking hands. Let let we're shaking yeah. hands. And by the way, in California, we would have been, well, no, we can't get married. You're already married. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for the offer. Yeah. You can't get married there anyway. No. Oh, but, you know, right. yeah. That's because yes is no and no is yes. But isn't that L.A.? <laughs> I could, really? That's why they have that Proposition 8 problem. It's also the Upper West Side, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's L.A. and New York. That's the difference between L.A. and New York. Nobody ever says yes in New York, and nobody else is knowing in L.A., so, you know, they got, they got a perfect match. Well, you know what I was going to say, Dave? I was going to say we were both terribly young, weren't we? Oh, you were probably younger than I was, <laughs> if it's only 16 years ago. <laughs> I was grown up enough to know better, but... Uh, I don't I okay. wouldn't even say to you that I was a grown-up 16 years ago. So. Fair enough, fair enough. So, that's it's just one of those things. Everybody now, we made peace between yeah. the two of you. Bring on the Arabs and the Israelis. <laughs> they're actually in the uh, green room, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're scheduled for a 3 a.m. or a 4. Is it, Myra? What is it? Like, we know yeah. that. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, we got to get them on stage. Yeah, get them on next hour. Right. No, it's good. It's good to have you you guys make up. That's very nice. That's really nice. And Dave is also doing a weekly live talk variety show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. You said that already. No, no, this is no. different. This, this is, is a new thing. It's starting in two weeks. It's um, a brand new thing. There's another website that I've just gotten involved with called StageBuddy.com. And to bring attention to the site, uh, every Saturday night at 6 at the Times Square Art Center, I'm going to be hosting and playing MC to actors and directors and performers. It's kind of a... Not in front of that peanut gallery I'm talking about. It's right next to Show World. So if you go in the wrong door... That's that's the other place. But I'm talking about where the tickets are. That's where we got the tickets yesterday. Oh, well, you mean the TKTS booth with the steps? Yeah. Well, that's about three, four blocks away. That's That's a peanut gallery. Okay, yes. I have a question, actually. People seem really divided on those steps. Like, I don't mind those steps I think they're great. They're beautiful. But, I mean, I I actually walked past them not long ago, and I don't know who they were, if they were native New Yorkers or what, and they were standing there, you know, in front of it, you know, moaning about it. There are no native New Yorkers. Everybody here is the cream of Oshkosh. It becomes a place to meet, a place to have your, everybody taking their picture in front of them, yeah. and it brings attention to the tickets booth. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. It's also got toilets, which would be even a better idea. Oh, okay. That's the reason for that. You know, there's so many punchlines for the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know where to go with that. We'll be right back. Joey Reynolds here from New York. <laughs> Pal Joey, let's, David, have you seen that yet? Uh, no, it's still in previews. So well, well, they said I heard an ad for it today. They said that it was opening or it's open, playing, not well, playing. You heard that the important story about it is that they had to replace the lead actor, Chris, well, Christian Huff. Yeah, who was, who was so it? good in Jersey Boys. He was yeah, which is my story. Right. That's right. Great. We'll go back to that again. And Christian plays Tommy DeVito, right. who is my friend, and he did it brilliantly and won a Tony for it. Yeah. Right. So they, they cast him for Pal Joey, and I figured, well, that's my namesake. You know, here, we're going to have another Joey. But, I, you know, I, 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 we had him on the show, and he said he was going to do the show, and now all of a sudden he's not in it. Well, the, the official story, ankle. that is the official story. If you read the New York Post column by Michael Regal, yes, he hurt his foot, but not so badly. He just, according to sources, he wasn't quite measuring up. I'm sorry, was that, yeah. wasn't that Tommy Toon in Busker Alley also? Exactly. But, but let's finish the, finish the subject. So what was it? He, he wasn't able to dance? Uh, well enough. He didn't have the combination. Yeah. So they well, say. that doesn't make him a bad person. They're all no, terrible. but they fired Well, they, he's going to get his whole salary probably, but they said thank you, and this is an excuse not to have him be the lead anymore. Well, you know, what? sometimes what happens, and I'm sure you you know, you know, you read the same Michael Riedel uh, sure. columns that I read. You know, word of He's vicious. He's a killer. I, he's actually a very nice guy, but okay. And, and Prince, he's a killer. Okay. 
you know, his, I, I'm not going to defend him or not defend him, but I will tell you what he has said to me about it, which he said to everybody else, which is he's at the Post for a reason, and that is to help sell papers. And to sell papers, he's got to be able to put something in print, which is hopefully with some veracity. Oh, he tells, the reason he has kept his job as long as he's kept it is he tells the truth. He always has. He's told the whole truth, and it's unvarnished. Right. Which is why people tear their hair when they read them, sure. and which is why it is the first thing I read on Wednesday right, and Friday course, mornings in the New York Post. Yeah, and you know what I was going to say. The, the, you know, part of the problem is that word of mouth on this production had already gotten out. People were already starting to talk about it, and I think that I mean I don't know Christian, so I couldn't. You know, I'm not. He's I, a real I, nice guy, but but that's not the point. The point is that he's got to do the show. I mean, why, well, would, why would he do something where he's going to be embarrassed anyway? He don't right. want to be and embarrassed. If he, and if he hurt his foot, you know, maybe well, if he, he can't do it, that as a fortuitous moment. But if, he, if the show doesn't oh, work before it opens, what? nobody did anything wrong. That's exactly the right thing. You know, I mean, well, no, I, I, you're making it sound like he bowed out. I don't think he willingly bowed out. I don't think that's, I, I think he may have been convinced to. That seems to be the underlying thing, but I have to talk to Michael. I mean, I don't know. I mean, was it? Is, are they talking like mutual agreement kind of kind thing? Kind of thing, mm. yeah. Mutual, like, we'll pay you off, go have a senescence and rest your foot. I think the sick casting is everything, but I think that, you know, you don't really know what the chemistry is until all of the actors are in the room. Of course. And no. the director starts, you know, talking, and then producers stick their nose in, and, you know, you don't always know. It's a crapshoot, really. Yeah. And a lot of crap. <laughs> well, thank you for being here tonight. Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World. It's a book. It's funny. I know because I wrote it. And you should buy it. At my website, davesgoneby.org. Are you reading me? Let's start at the very beginning. Whether you're at the very beginning, the middle, or the end of the Broadway season, everything you need to know about Broadway, off-Broadway, cabaret, opera, and dance is in the pages of Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine. Available 21 times a year or just in the monthly edition. Either way, Dave's Gone By listeners get 10% off. So subscribe now to Performing Arts Insider and find out all the information at performingartsinsider.com. I'll make it easier for you. Yes, and we're making it easier for everyone to enjoy Dave's Gone By by putting episodes of Dave's Gone By for free on the net at davesgoneby.org and playing some highlights of the past few months here on this 300th episode. Mentioned earlier that it is the last night of Hanukkah, going into the last day of Hanukkah, and again, rather than play some old stuff, it just came to me, why not have a new song, a brand new holiday Hanukkah song? Really what was that? That's what we really need. We, we really do. We, we don't need a little Christmas. We need a little Hanukkah, and I specifically need a little Hanukkah just like this. Everyone loves the holiday season, each for his own particular reason. Some like the spirit, the warmth and the mood. Some like the rituals, football and food. Some crave the family, others the lights. Opening presents for eight days and nights. All of these blessings are nice to recall, but they're not the one gift I want most of all. Spending the holidays lonely and blue, no one to see and not much to do. Ain't got no girlfriend, ain't got no missus, no one to hug me and thrill me with kisses. This time of year can be hard on your heart. I bury myself in my work and my art. But still I keep wishing the Lord hears my prayers, proving to me that He listens and cares. So please, God, I've been a good boy. Won't you bring me some comfort and joy? Please, God, my life is so blah. I want to get laid on Hanukkah. I see all these couples go hand in hand, but I'm all alone and I don't understand. I ain't bad looking and I treat people well, but women don't buy what I'm trying to sell. I go on Craigslist, I surf around J-Date, but no little Jewess will come be my playmate. It's not like I'm looking for something long term, I just need a vessel to unload my sperm. 
So hey God, this is my plea. Won't you just do this thing for me? Please God, come to my aid. I wanna get laid on Hanukkah. Back in the days of 200 BC, Judah and the family Maccabee, they rid the temple of every last Greek. One drop of oil burned a whole friggin' week. Those are the miracles God tends to do. So why can't He do one for this horny Jew? I don't have a temple and I'm not in a war. I just wanna meet a Hebraic whore. Well, hey God, I don't ask much. I just want a gal I can fondle and touch. Let me undo a lacy red bra. I wanna get laid on Hanukkah. Now I admit I ain't the marrying kind. Commitment like that drives me out of my mind. But this time of year is it too much to hope for a gal in a red suit to slide down my rope? Hey God, enough of your crap. Give me a gift I can bounce on my lap. Only one girl don't need a parade. I wanna get laid on Hanukkah. Maybe I'll stop by the local saloon, find some girl with whom I can commune, fill her head with what she wants to hear, and buy her beer after 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 beer. I will usher her out of the bar and carry that sweet thing off to my car. Now maybe this makes me sound like a creep, but it's not rape if she's. Fast asleep, come on, please, God, send me a slut, a frummy brunette to bust my nut. Please let me manage a manage a trois. I wanna get laid on Hanukkah. I gladly trade all my Hanukkah guilt for a Shana Madel who makes me melt. And if she's tender and does deep throat, I'll call her again. I'm Shavuot. Yeah, hey God, it isn't a sin. I just need a girl to make my dreidel spin. I'll pray to Jesus, Muhammad, and Jah if I could get laid on Hanukkah. Ma'od Sur Yeshuati. I want a girl to go down on me. Please God, you know what I need. I'm tired of whacking to Donna Reed. I light the candles on the menorah. If I could get laid on Hanukkah. If I could get laid on Hanukkah. If I could get laid on Hanukkah. Hi everybody, this is Uncle Floyd, and you're listening to Dave's Gone By on WGBB. Right, Oogie? That's right. It's my favorite show. Let's get nostalgic. We're we're still talking with the wonderful and amazing Uncle Floyd. Um, I I just want to throw some words at at you and see whatever happened to, to, to them. Remember Malta Schaefer? Yeah, I do. They were one of my sponsors. Right. I just remember the, the ads and parents you remember were... Remember that? Oh, God, I used to watch your show. Why do you think I have it on the air here? You, you know what they were? A, a soft drink aimed at the Hispanic market. Because I was on UHF, I was getting tons of mail... Uh, from uh, Hispanic-named children or people uh, coming from the big uh, East Harlem area. And, and make a long story short, sure. I must have collected about 5,000 fan letters from kids with last names like Gonzalez, Gomez, Hernandez, Lopez. And I said, man, you know what's happening? They're, they're finding Channel 68 because we're next to Channel 47 on the UHF fan. Oh. And by accident, they would find our station. Because UHF was like that. You know, you flip the dial around and, yeah. and bingo. All of a sudden, they were trying to get... We were on the same time, Los Tres Chiflados, the Three Stooges in Spanish. Uh-huh. And, and, and they would find me. So I brought this crate of mail to uh, Kent Street in Brooklyn, the headquarters for the Malta Schaefer people. And they were so impressed that they, they, they advertised. But 
Look at that. Nobody does. You can't ever. You can't pull that kind of business today like that. Well, also, you, as I recall, there was a point when you had to take like half the show and not apologize, but but make it very clear to the parents watching that Malta Schaefer had no beer. It was non-alcoholic because they, they were marketing this Malta Schaefer stuff to kids, and, and the parents heard yep. Schaefer. And I was they getting freaked. in trouble for that because some stupid people uh, claimed I was trying to sell children beer. <laughs> First of all, the, co the commercial was in Spanish language, which yeah. was, un I mean, so much bizarreness about my show. But, I mean, here we are, <laughs> an English language show with a Spanish language commercial. Uh, I mean, that was the beauty of it. That's why people, not just children, that's one of the reasons grown-ups tuned in, because it was just so out there. Malta Schaefer, Malta Como Malta, Malta Schaefer, da, da, da. I remember... Banks are failing, feds are bailing, look at all the falling stock. War, inflation, dying nation, smashing upon Plymouth Rock. Crappy days are here again, the world is filled with fear again. Our savings disappear again, crappy days are here again. Grab your money from the bank and hawk your clothes to fill your tank. We have George Bush and greed to thank. Crappy days are here again. My, how the deficit's grown and good luck getting alone. See the banks go up in smoke and all the brokers going broke. Just like the New York Mets, they choke. Crappy days are here again. Everybody's lost and numb and frightened of the years to come. But there are no towers to leap from. Crappy days are here again. One thing we all know for certain, no one's hurting at Halliburton. Crappy days will hit us hard, keep maxing out that credit card, while other countries we bombard, crappy days are here again. Everyone is sad and stressed, depression leaves us all depressed, America's been repossessed. Crappy days are here again. Good evening, this is Toba Felchu on Dave's Gone By. Now let's let's go to the early stages of your career, the beginnings of how you went to be. Now I, I only found this from the, the Internet Broadway database that at one point your name was Terry Sue. That's right. Look, I was your name. That's Terry right. Sue. Rebbe, that's right. That's how I start out my act at Feinstein. They go, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tova Felshu. And I go, actually, I was born Terry Sue. I grew up in Scarsdale in a somewhat non-observant home. At school, I played parts like Anna Christie, and I never gave a thought to my ethnicity. So I became Tova, Tova Felshu, my darling glamorous Feinsteinites. Won't you please call me Tova, not Tuna, or Tootsie, or Tofu, or Toga, or Tora, Tora, Tora. So it's, uh, well, I don't mind Torah. I can call you Torah. That I, would be that's totally Call me fine. the book. You give me covets. Call me the book. That's such honor. Stuff to uh, finish up on this 300th episode of Dave's Gone By. We ran a little bit late, but we are going to play one of my favorite moments of recent times with Jeff when we were on the uh, radio well past our regular Dave's Gone By time and kind of filling time at the station when, when some people didn't come in. And there was no... Um, there isn't much of a record collection here at WGBB, just some gospel recordings that they've got. So we were just throwing on anything and seeing how it sounded. And, um, well, you'll, you'll hear a little bit of, of how punch drunk we were at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning and what we were playing. But before we get to, the, to that final kind of thing, I'm, I'm going to roll that back. Got to do some thank yous and stuff like that. So first of all, thank you all for listening since October of 2002. Thank you all for making Dave's Gone By what it's been and hopefully what it's going to be in the weeks and months ahead. Please, everybody, go to Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. Email me. That's the email address. Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. Tell me what you thought of the show. Tell me people that you think we should have on the show, guests or ideas about 
this program that I'm so proud of. And go to davisgoneby.org for much more information about the show. Our sponsors, God bless each and every one, including fancy schmancy balloons for all your party decorating needs. 516-797-3229. For balloons and also centerpieces, give Jeff a call. 797-3229. Please go to the, yeah, go to the Woodrow Delicatessen in the Peninsula Shopping Center. They're open seven days a week. They're kosher. They're absolutely delicious. They're also the nicest waiters and waitresses you're ever going to want to meet. The Woodrow Deli. Tell them Dave sent you. Hewlett Minuteman Press, the copy kings of Broadway. Um, since the 1970s, 10% off for Dave's Gone By listeners at Hewlett Minuteman, 1315 Broadway in Hewlett. This program is also brought to you by Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine, the Bible of Broadway since 1944. Go to davesgoneby.org to find out the discount that you get as a listener. It's a major discount on subscriptions. And also go to performingartsinsider.com to find out more about the magazine. And everybody, check out totaltheater.com for 2,000 theater reviews and 3,000 feature stories. Plus, it's also the gateway to the Dave's Gone By archives. Well, I want to remind you also that, as we mentioned on the Joey Reynolds show, StageBuddy.com's Weekly Night Live plays Saturdays at 6 at the Times Square Art Center. And uh, coming up this coming Saturday, 6 o'clock, the cast of Glimpses of the Moon, and also Leonard J- Jacobs, who we just heard on Joey Reynolds, he's going to be our guest in the Critics corner of the show. It's a live show. It's only $5 to get in. So uh, check it out. It's an hour of your time and a lot, a lot of variety fun. Isn't it free if you subscribe to uh, the website? If you, uh, um, if you subscribe to StagePuddy.com, that's right. You, you, it's, it's totally free, and it's free to subscribe. Right. So totally go and do it. I also want to remind people that Shalom Gamut is still on the air with Rabbi Saul Solomon twice a week on Long Island Cablevision and once a week on Manhattan Neighborhood Network. Again, please go to TotalTheater.com for more information on that. Don't really have time to list all the thank yous, but I want to thank every single person who's appeared on this program for the past six years, and certainly this previous year, Especially little shout-outs to Rabbi Saul Solomon and Peter Fitzgerald, number one fan Pam, uh, my cousin Adam Glass, my cousin Stephanie, and Adam Shefflin, who had some wonderful news that we covered on the show. Don't forget Charlie. Charlie Gross as well. All the folks who took place on the Tony special. Um, Simon Saltzman. If you go on the website to find out all the wonderful people and, and my thank yous to them. Uh, thanks also to Joey Reynolds for having me on a couple of times on his show. Thanks to James Hodge and the Gospel All Night crew who, you know, by their good graces are helping us be here. And James will be here, uh, you know, his crew will be here in a couple of minutes to play some gospel music to take you through the night. Uh, I want to thank Mom and Dad, my beloved and terrific parents. Whom, whom I saw for Hanukkah just this afternoon, and my adorable, wonderful, delightful, and amazing wife, life, Joyce. I um, ho- was hoping she would call in, but there was no time. It's just, you know, time runs away from us on this program. And Jeff, thank you for, for taking your time every week to be with me here at the microphone at WGBB on Dave's Gone By. Well, we'll be back next week. I don't even know what we're going to be doing, but it'll be something else, something cool for our... It'll be something yeah. new for the new year. But now, alas, it's time to leave the neighborhood. but we'll be back Sunday night, January 4th, 2009. Goodbye, 2008. Arrivederci, shalom, and don't come back. It'll be the 301st episode of Dave's Gone By. Until then, don't miss your days going by. This is Dave Lefkowitz. And Jeff, Happy New Year, Goodman. Yeah, wishing you old lang syne and new times. Better everything, better ahead. Yeah. And gone by. And the audience erupts into to applause. Oh, that was kind of cool. That was kind of neat. Every other song here is, is um, Come Reprise. <laughs> what? Well, there's Come Let Us Adore. Come Ye Just Come. come. There's, also, there's a song on here. This is Dr. Sheila L. Johnson and Young People for Christ. With the album Resurrection, there's a song, I said, as I said, there's Come Like Us a Door, and Come Ye Disconsolate, and then track 10 is a song just called Come. Come Again. I want to hear Dr. Sheila L. Johnson come. Dave cracks himself up sometimes. 
I can't believe it. He's absolutely almost on the floor with laughter. He's like turning to red. He thinks this joke is so funny. Well, I think we all want to hear her come with this, this, this song. Well, especially Mr. Sheila Johnson would like to hear Let that go. Let's hold it now. Please call in at six three one eight 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 one one. He was talking to Mary at the time. So I think more than five minutes. <laughs> and if Jesus hasn't come after four hours, see a doctor. <laughs> well, he maintained it for a day and a half, and then they took him down and put him behind the rock. If you cruise the ship last for more than four hours. 